This is a sermon podcast from Ashland First United Methodist Church in Ashland, Oregon. Visit us online at ashlandmethodist.org for more sermons like this, church information, and how to get involved. Ashland Methodist, a community of open hearts, open minds, and open doors. May I suggest, may I suggest to you, may I suggest this is the best part of your life. This time is blessed, this time is blessed for you. This time is blessed and shining almost blinding bright. Just turn your head and you'll begin to see the thousand reasons that were just beyond your sight. The reasons why, why I suggest to you, why I suggest this is the best part of your life. There is a hope that is expressed in you, the hope of seven generations, maybe more. And this the faith that they invest in you, that you'll do better than whatever was done before. Inside you know, inside you understand, inside you know what's yours to finally set right. Oh, I suggest, yes, I suggest to you, I suggest this is the best part of your life. All right. Good morning, and bless your hearts. <laughs> this portion of a song by Susan Werner um, offers a perspective that reminded me. We can sing, we can know, we can reach out and remind each other that it is the best part of our life because we are in it. Bringing, bringing whatever capacities we have carved out for the many beautiful possibilities outlined in the song... We are here, bringing whatever wisdom from the words of Psalms, the actions, and the great heart of Jesus, the beautiful impulses and outreach of the community, of our faith community, of our family, our friends, and that we small voice within ourselves. We are here, and we are blessed because of it. Blessed. I want to say a little bit more about this. Yes, I do. Because I was laboring under the misapprehension that these are two different words. I hope you can see this, and I'm going to say them out loud anyway. That blessed and blessed were different. Yes, I thought, for example, let me just cut to the chase, that if there was a blessing, that that event was blessed, and that I was blessed. But not the case. I know because I looked up the word on the dictionary, in the dictionary of the Internet, and you know that never lies. And so, and it told me that my apprehension of being blessed was from this, which is now archaic. Okay, I'm telling you this because this is really informs a, an aspect of my faith journey that I'm going to share with you today. I, I was really disappointed because this is working for me. <laughs> Blessing, blessed, blessed. I, but no, you look at this word and you can, because of the context and whatever, that you can say it where, whichever way. 
you don't get to know. So, <laughs> but I can move on. I can move on. So, so that's why I chose the archaic, they said, archaic version as the title of the sermon today. But actually, yeah. All right. <laughs> So I've not always made the choice to be able to move on so nimbly. <laughs> Moving on, asking questions, listening. I had a, I had a bumpy time coming to uh, the aspiration of radical acceptance, where I metabolized new information and understood what I needed to do to move next. As a young person, I was frustrated with my options. We'll just put it that way. A series of encounters with new ways of thinking led me to believe in the process of changing my narrative. We are not stuck in the story we are in. Our stories evolve. Took me a while to understand that. I love the way T.S. Eliot describes it. We shall not cease from exploration, and at the end of our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. My, My life moved to new discoveries, I married a man who supported my dreams, and we dreamed together. I chose friends who make a sweet difference in the world, and I came here to you. It's a journey. My mother died of cancer when I was 32, and before she died, she summoned the strength to tell me something that when I trace it back, I see its profound effect. At the time, I still felt quite stuck in my story that though it had much that was blessed It had elements of rage and downheartedness. My friends and I considered ourselves hard-timers, and one of my dearest friends would end end his stories with a reflection that confirmed that downheartedness by saying, hey, we're all just emotional shipwrecks, ain't we? As my mother uh, was living in her final days, I moved back to Boulder, Colorado from Los Angeles, where I lived and worked, to be with her. And the meaning of T.S. Eliot's quote was very vivid. Coming back to that family of origin, knowing it again for the first time, what had felt confining in my youth found a different place in my heart. Well, one day, uh, something occurred, and I said, just uh, as I did often, just an emotional shipwreck. And my mother... I think this is the only time she's ever stepped like th- up like this. She turned to me and she said, no, honey, you have got to stop saying that about yourself because I see you as an emotionally beautiful person, a-, a, sail- a sailing ship on the ocean. Oh, well, that changed something in me. It, it, I didn't believe what she said. I didn't embrace that, but I embraced her. And it set forth a change and a a catapulting change. I saw the, um, oh, the ever-evolving story. Coming back to that place, I was preparing to share this story from my life with you. And something else came to change the narrative again. That was one of the saddest circumstances that I had ever been in. And that's all I could see at the time. But when I come back to look at it, I see that it was the time I saw myself as beloved. I was laboring under a misapprehension that I was really fundamentally unlovable, and you can't go on too long with that. 
So, so that was a great start. Yeah. And I, I understood one of the, the lines that in the song that I shared a portion with today that said, inside you'll know what's finally yours to set right. Listening is a good thing. Showing up, good thing. Changing old narratives can be amazing. In fact, in that time of my mother's illness, it was about five days before she succumbed to cancer, and um, a friend came to visit me. And, and he knew me, but he didn't know my mom, and I told him that my mom was ill. And so when he came, he, uh, he met my mother, and he said, I understand that you're ill, and so I brought you this. And he gave her a rose. So he and I were leaving, and just before we left, my mother called me into the kitchen, and she said, stay in touch with him. He's a good man. I didn't always listen to my mom, but I took her advice this time. And my friend and I celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary this year. <laughs> Change the narrative. That legacy of her shift to expressing thoughts openly rippled into it, many changes to follow, setting me on a different course. It, it, it's a small thing, this change in me, when, when, when considering the totality of humanity. But if the quantum theory of physics is to be believed, if the flutter of a butterfly's wing in Beijing can quite literally change the weather in London, well then, the opening of a saddened heart might influence someone to feel the flutter of that breeze. About butterflies' wings. Okay, so recently in Ashland, there was a great... Our, our, we have a wonderful pollinators group in, in, this, in this valley, and they had a big event. There was a, a, a wonderful um, exhibit at the Catalyst here in, in Ashland, and I, and I went to that. And one of the things that uh, was produced by this great collaboration in Ashland is this book, which is a pollinators anthology. And in this book... Um, Shoshana Dubonair wrote a, a couple of things. One of them is butterfly's wings, and one of them is butterfly's tongue. So we're looking really at this delicate little creature who has a lot to talk about. And this is something I learned. A butterfly's wings are its most dramatic anatomical feature. They are made of an extremely thin, transparent material called chitin, stretched over a series of vein-like creature structures. The colors and patterns of a butterfly's wings come from layers of overlapping scales that are composed of nano-sized, transparent chitin and air-layered structures. The scales protect the wings and provide insulation, and they are so tiny, which means the structures can create wave-like interference that cancel out certain colors while reflecting others. These structures are dynamic, allowing for camouflage, thermal regula regulation, and signaling. The flutter of a butterfly's wing is no small miracle. No small miracle. And this leads me, this leads us to one person's story of arriving to the best part of her life. But enough about me. How's your day going? <laughs> Did you start it by listening to the news? Oh, good for you, good for you, I know, yeah. That can be a little bit daunting. Plenty to feel fearful and unsettled about. Our health, our safety, our community cohesiveness. 
To say this is the blessed part of our lives and not acknowledge the obvious, what, this part, would be to ignore a valid point of resistance. That point affects us all. On May 25th, I took my grandson to dinner, and when we came back to the house, I turned off the ignition, and, you know, he opened the car door first and got out, and then he he opened the door and he looked in at me, and he said, I'm kind of scared about the news. And I said, the news about what happened in Texas? And he said, yeah. And I couldn't say to him, oh, don't worry, honey, that can't happen here. Whatever I said, I couldn't say that. And I thought, of course you're scared. Of course you wonder what that thing is around the corner. But I also will say this about him. He lives his beliefs. You can just see it in the way he shines and the way he lives at age nine. He's... He's living his beliefs that life is good and that this is the best part so far. Living our beliefs. That's another part of this transformation that leads us to the blessed part of our lives. One of the treasures of my mornings is this book by J. Philip Newell called Celtic Benediction. You're nodding, you know it too. It's, it's wonderful. It's organized in a beautiful way. And it is one of the things that he does is he looks at the Celtic spirituality view as set aside and juxtaposed with the Mediterranean view. One embraces the fact that we are made in God's image and that God's image is, makes us beautiful. And that is about original beauty, whereas the Mediterranean view espouses a a greater attention to original sin. So the uh, original beauty reflects God's love for us, and many of us look at our faith through that lens. I know I do. And this book includes really beautiful reflections in the form of prayers, and we're just going to pray one of those right now. In the darkness of the evening... The eyes of my heart are awake to you. In the quiet of the night, I long to hear again intimations of your love. In the sufferings of the world and the struggles of my life, I seek your graces of healing. At the heart of the brokenness around me and the hidden depths of my own soul, I seek your touch of healing, O God, for there you reside. In the hidden depths of life, O God. There you reside. Amen. I think as I get older that there are lots of things that that I can't do as well anymore. I used to be able to do this thing where I would like get down on my, just get all the way down to the floor and spin around and come back up. I got the idea from Mick Jagger, who was the leader of the Rolling Stones. And I will bet you that he and I could commiserate on maybe we didn't have quite as much life as we used to in that little move. But quite honestly, I don't even do that move anymore. <laughs> so how, with those limitations, could I say this is the best part of my life? Woo, yeah, because it is. Because in this part of my life, I know the tremendous importance of forgiveness, of setting right a grievance, of listening to another's story, of gratitude, and of redemption. Because though I am a flawed human... 
I do believe with all of my heart that God is love, and that love is what we are here to understand. I am blessed because the rocky road has led me straight to you. It is the best part of my life because I am blessed. We are blessed. We move. We camp. We move again. And God leads the way. Amen.